Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. A big week of sports, a big day in sports. As we record this, we're looking ahead to the final four. There's WrestleMania to be had. The Stanley Cup playoffs are nigh, and so are the NBA playoffs. And today, of course, as we record Thursday midday here on the West Coast, it is opening day of baseball, spiritual for many people. A little weird as far as I'm concerned about that, but enjoy it. You don't need me to weigh in on that. If this is a uh, a religious day for you, excellent. I have plenty of them on my sports calendar, and I hope your team um, wins unless they're playing my team. Speaking of which, the Red Legs are playing the Buccos right now in Cincinnati. Eddie Spaghetti, keep me updated on this because I have to tune out on the Buccos for the next six weeks. But this one feels big to me, so keep me up to speed on that one. Eddie Spaghetti. Just mentioned him there, seated behind the glass and uh, sitting high atop Hollywood in his manse. It is Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? Best of the Red Sox this year. Oh, well, they've already had the first of many 10-9 losses. Uh, As far as I understand, that you you let someone go in the Rule 5 draft because there's no room to keep this player on your roster. So you, you expose him to the rule five draft and someone else can take him. So the Phillies have have taken Noah song, this phenom off the Red Sox hands. And you're like, so the Red Sox must, their bullpen must be loaded. It's like, no, it's the same stiffs. that couldn't get anybody out last year are back to not get anybody out this year. Ryan Brazer hasn't gotten anybody out in four years. He was, he was on the bump giving up three more runs today in a one-run loss. So, yeah, I, I appreciate opening day, rebirth, spring, but uh, the Red Sox are are run by morons. That 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 uh, Haim Bloom is an idiot, and that that team is a mess and has been run into the ground, and, and 10-9 is the perfect opening day score to reveal what a lousy staff you're, you've put together a big market team. Like it's, it's just baffling and infuriating, but Hey, I don't have to watch baseball though. I hear the pitch clock is thrilling. Well, you know, uh, but we share now the same ownership group and the early returns are not good for the Pittsburgh Penguins, their most recent purchase. So I, I know what you're talking about. There's something especially unsatisfying about the team being undermined by bad managerial decisions, by by bad personnel choices. You know, it's it's sad for me watching the high end vet stars be undermined by by in you know um, inadequate bottom six guys and goaltending and all of that. I hear your noise, but all right, listen. It's like, let's you have know, a little. It's sunshine. weird, like when you you've got your you know your hard cap sports and your soft cap sports and your luxury tax, and then when someone like Stephen Cohen goes. Uh, yeah, I I'll lose some of my personal fortune to win. Like I'll I'll never not be rich. I'll never not fly private. I'll be flying on those PJs for the rest of my life, as will many generations of Cohens. I want to win a World Series, so I'm going to overpay and pay whatever luxury tax. I don't care. And then your billionaire is like, whoa, whoa! I don't want to lose any money on this deal. It's like, wait, I 
I thought the, the point of being a billionaire was you could take, you could lose a few million bucks in the pursuit of glory, you know? So it's, it's gotta be great for Mets fans when your guy just announces, Hey fans, I share your goal. World series or bust as opposed well, to, I want to make a little <laughs> dough. And if we win the world series, that's good too. Um, By the way, our two favorite hockey teams, both who wear black and gold, are hooking up for a matinee on the banks of the Three Rivers on Saturday. I don't know that it has any real meaning to your guys, so I hope that they'll lay down and take it nice and easy on my pens as they try to squeak into these playoffs. In the meantime, let's jump into our goat and goats because you just teed me up with the billionaire conversation. I want to talk about that and how it impacts the millionaires who work for the billionaires in pro football. And I'll start off with this one. Um, and then we'll get the baseball. But I think that my bad goat are the billionaires, but I'm unsurprised by it. And at some point, you know, the fool me once, um, fool me twice cliche is apt here. I, I love that football fans are wringing their hands about like, can you believe that the NFL is going to move more football games to Thursday night football and they're going to start flexing this in there? Like, yeah, they only care about money. Yeah. <laughs> but Oh, but, but what about what about the uh, f- uh, football is family? Yeah, you know who else is family? Logan Roy and company. There, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's a good family. Doesn't mean that they're not mean. Doesn't mean that it all doesn't trickle down from the top. Um, that these, I, I am unsurprised by it, but I really do think legitimately it sucks. Now, unsurprisingly, we've talked about this before. One of the more righteous owners in big time sports, the Rooney family, they're opposed to this, as are Spaghetti's Mara family, um, Giants owners, but thirty ownership groups otherwise want to do this never mind what it what it lays bare is they don't care about people attending games anymore that's the message of it right is like the gate receipts are and whether or not you buy nachos and a 17 beer that's good if you do that but not nearly as important to us as the tv audience is that they would be able to give fans a hi-hat and be like but wait, I was going to town that weekend to watch the game and see my family and everything. And now you just moved it to Thursday night. Like, yeah, well, screw. We complain <laughs> about we complain about load management in the NBA and that same effect that it has on fans. I mean, how bad would it be like, well, I mean, I have a flight booked and I have a hotel and I paid for these. I've paid $450 for these two tickets. Like, sorry, man. You know, like, uh, you don't care at all. Well, when you think about how much, how little they cared about the guys doing the labor for them having brain injuries. Right. They don't care about the fans. I think that's pretty like, that's pretty far down. They didn't care about the players. Well, so, yeah. I mean, doing this to players, according to, I mean, a lot of players, some people if you talk to some of them, they're like, ah, it's not that big a deal. Um, other players though, think it's, you know, it, yeah. it, it needlessly right, yeah. wears on their body and all the that. Punters, kind of- the punters are like, I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> I don't know what everyone's complaining about. So do you think part of this decision as you know, for months and months, we'd be texting each other. Like it wasn't just that, that Amazon got bad matchups because, but any two bad teams can still play a 31, 28, thriller sure. between two loser teams, but like they had bad teams playing six, three games 
like for six weeks on end, you're like, oh my God, another game without a touchdown on Thursday night. If you're if you're watching your if you're if your Amazon Prime subscription is your first exposure to the NFL, you're like, what is everyone talking about? This is terrible. If if you are, if you were miffed by the quality of those matchups, and the one that I always think of when I think about when the terrible TNF games of 2022, it was Russ v ice a mile high i remember i just think like this may well be one of the three worst games i've ever witnessed uh in my in my it, life it was so bad in so many ways because it it exposed hackett immediately you're yeah, just right. he's completely exposed you're not up to the job and then russ you know throwing an end zone pick to Stephon Gilmore in that game when nobody could score a touchdown. So obviously just kick the field goal and enjoy, enjoy your victory. Uh, yeah, that was a terrible game, but that set off a string of like, just, it was like lots of like Cardinals and commanders every week, some other terrible matchup. Uh, but it's funny you're So my bad goat, and I feel like we, you know, we, we land in similar areas also a, a billionaire, also an NFL owner, but so of course we've we've uh, we've we've made fun of and, and ridiculed Deshaun Watson as we we should, but it's like it's Jimmy and D Haslam who've decided to give him two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed, right? So it's like, hey, you know, you know, hey, you've you've behaved terribly. What's your punishment? Your punishment is two hundred thirty million dollars from the Haslam family. Terrific, great. So, so that the fact that he was was terrible last year was hilarious, obviously, and and will be and will get funnier and funnier the longer he can be terrible. That will be great. But the other unintended consequence of that two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed is the twenty quarterbacks in the NFL who are better than Deshaun Watson go great. Well, that's where my negotiation is going to start. That's where I'm going to start. Deshaun Watson had a 79.1 QB rating last year, right below Carson Wentz. So Lamar Jackson <laughs> is like, great. Okay, so opening will start at 230, right? 230 guaranteed. So the Haslams and the Browns and Deshaun Watson have not really kind of screwed up the Browns for the moment. They're blowing up the NFL. Like, that's right. What are these other owners going to do? Like, they're going to go like, no, I can't guarantee you half of what that much, you know, that inferior quarterbacks getting. We we can't do it. So it was like, I don't know what's going to what's going to go down with uh, with Lamar. But he's just he's just the first of many. Deshaun Watson's going to get forty six million dollars next year. Mahomes gets 40. And, you know, it's funny when you think about the how how the how the salary cap works i remember when our fearless leader peyton manning was getting what he was worth like all he was getting was market share he was the best quarterback in the nfl and he was getting paid accordingly but then you would hear like mm, that's why the colts defense is not really championship caliber you know there were those years and it's like okay imagine this um your your salary cap is blown out in terms of adding pieces but the guy that you've given all that money to not in the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well done. Well, across the board, it's, it's a, like I say, it's the perfect storm. He's not a great guy. So it makes it easier to say like, we're never repeating that mess again. Um, uh, you know, the other 31 ownership groups 
And it's gotten into this. You you say Deshaun Watson is the 20th best quarterback. Statistically, maybe he was last year. I do love Arthur Blank. No, no, no. no. Statistically, he was the 31st. Oh, okay. I was bumping him up out of generosity for his body of work. (laughs) I, uh, you know, but you, uh, people are now like get very loose, especially in the off season about where he ranks. I heard somebody on ESPN this week say like, this is crazy what's going on with Lamar Jackson. He is at worst. The quote was, he is at worst the fifth best quarterback in the NFL. And it's like, that's not true. He is not, he is not in the top. I'm talking about uh, Lamar Jackson. But but Arthur Blank, who went after Deshaun Watson a year ago, is now saying the reason he doesn't want to go after Lamar Jackson is because, hey, he's missed games in each of the last two years. And every game is huge in our business is is what Arthur Blank says. Um, Hey, Art. Uh, he missed uh, Deshaun Watson missed 11 games last year and he missed the entire <laughs> season before that. And both of his ACLs have been torn already. So yeah, that doesn't hold any water. That's that's jive. But I do think this here's here's the big question I have. And I'm going to give myself on two counts, things that are kind of bummers that this is all going on. And then baseball, I want to get to those billionaires in just a second, too. But um Here's the 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 musical chairs of every offseason and big name quarterbacks and more and more. It's very fun how the big name quarterbacks move around the NFL every offseason now. But we know that it's highly likely that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Jets. And we know Jordan Love's going to start for the Packers. And we know Lamar Jackson, unless he decides to really play hardball, which is absolutely a possibility, just like Levy and Bell did with the Steelers. The idea that that would never happen because the Ravens control his rights like. For a while, they do. And if he sits out, it's a bad look. You cannot have the franchise QB or would-be franchise QB collecting dust on the side. You would have to move him for PR reasons and beyond contractual reasons and and all of that. But the big question that nobody I, – I, I haven't heard anybody talk about this is, who do the Ravens play in a quarterback if it's not Lamar Jackson this year? <laughs> well, what's the, what's the plan? It can't well, be Ty Huntley. You can't say like – well, we didn't give him the big tag, which would require him basically to play. He would show up and play against his will, but he would still play on that higher tag. But it's like two first round picks and it's a lower standard and all that. And like we're challenging other teams to step up and see, and then maybe we'll meet it. If that doesn't happen, what I mean, what's the best bet here? I I, I have thoughts on it. I, I wrote down very quickly, you know, so right now I think the best bet is that they're going to trade him to the Colts. I think the Falcons make sense, but it feels like the Colts are making noise, like they are kind of interested in it, which then you would assume means that they're giving a first-round pick back to Baltimore, which would be the fourth overall. Carolina and Houston, the top two picks, are going to take some you know combo of, uh, of Stroud and Young or Young and Stroud. Then the third pick is Arizona's. They could trade out of that to somebody who needs a QB, but then there are the Colts at the fourth spot. So, you know, I guess that means the Ravens would have the fourth overall pick and then they would take Levis or Richardson, neither of whom probably is a week one starter. So back to the question, who is their starter in 2023? Hench, how say you? Well, you've got a lot in there, Sheck. Um, Spaghetti, would you rather have Daniel Jones or Lamar Jackson? 
I this is a question I fought with Megan on Megan Fun of Sports uh, Connolly. That is uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was saying how the Dale Jones contract she wouldn't give the money out, and I was like, listen, like for the, I mean, the Giants, obviously at their best, Lamar Jackson's a better player, but with the money is involved and just seeing what Dayball could do with a quarterback that fits his system, finally. Uh, I'm comfortable with Daniel Jones because of the coaching staff. I, again, the better player is Lamar Jackson, but it definitely has to scare you when he hasn't finished seasons. Plus, like the Giants beat him head to head. He actually threw a pretty miserable pick in that game, too. So uh, I'm I'm OK with Daniel Jones. I feel like uh, Daniel Jones is trending in the right direction, and I'm not sure Lamar is going to is ever going to return to his his MVP form, quite frankly. Um I, but this is where I'm at. This is perfectly cap in cap, you know, encapsulates having Mac Jones as your quarterback. I'm like, hey, whoever whoever signs Lamar Jackson to that huge extension is going to regret it. And then Meek Mill talks to Bob Kraft, and I'm like, Pat's got to do it. We got to do it. Like, I'm like, we got to do it. Like, wait, you just said whoever does it is going to regret it. I don't care. Yeah, Lamar, but I, I mean, but, within reason. Well, we're going I mean, with Mac Jones on purpose Lamar, for the third year I, in a I, row. I'm pretty confident Lamar could beat Mac Jones in a 40 running backwards. I'm pretty confident. Definitely karaoke sideways <laughs> he could beat him. But I think straight backwards he could beat him. So, uh, yeah, he's, I don't, you know, top five is ridiculous, uh, is a ridiculous assertion. Um, you know, we could just rattle off eight guys you'd rather rather have than Lamar. Go ahead and do it, because I think uh, it's fair to represent. Sal is a, for instance, a lot of people get over their skis about Lamar Jackson. Sal says, well, if you think he's so good, why wouldn't the Steelers make a move for him? I, I mean, there there is, let's figure out where that line is of all the considerations, because these things are not all equal. Some guys are on rookie deals, and Lamar Jackson wants to be making $45 million a year. Um, long term, which it's starting to track towards, he's not getting. But yeah, and well, uh, we don't have to do the 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 counting of of QBs that are ahead of him, I guess. But you know, there are off the top of my head at least six guys you'd put ahead of him, right? Is he in the top ten at this point, Lamar Jackson? I just don't know. Like you know, as I as I've said repeatedly, like when when the skill set is his skill set, one of those skills diminishes. So, so does the other skill get better? I don't know. I don't know. Worked for worked for uh, Daredevil. You know, he like he couldn't. He was That's blind, right. but then he right. could hear really well. Maybe worked, that would be exactly what happened for, uh, for Lamar for Jackson. Stevie Wonder. Exactly. Two good examples there for you, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, in your second act as an NFL QB, you're a pocket passer now. Yeah, it's very interesting. To, I, I can see it both ways, but that's what I said a year ago, too. You're pot committed now, Ravens. You got to sign him. You're going like to let that guy going, go? Harbaugh's like play, trying to play on his heartstrings. He's like, hey, we built the whole offense around you. We designed the whole offense around you. Like that, like that matters to an embittered guy who wants more money. Yeah, we, oh, hey, right. hey, we and us, coach. Hey, we and us. Remember when I saved your job because I came in, Joe Flacco got hurt. And right around that time, you and Bashadi agreed that the Ravens and Harbaugh were about to have a divorce as soon as the season ended. But then Lamar Jackson came in as a rookie and snuck you into the playoffs and everything changed from then. And we had to praise John Harbaugh as one of the great coaches in the NFL. People can, that the amnesia around what happened in what year was that? 2018, 2019? Yeah, 2018 is rookie season, then the MVP in 2019. Um, 
But okay, so there, I, I wanted to get in that thought um, about that. But let me very quickly, here's the other thing I want you to ponder before you jump in. Let me just plant this seed. Pro football is essentially operates like socialism does. It attempts to put everyone on an equal plane. Whereas Major League Baseball is capitalism. You want to spend $450 million? Now there are going to be some heavy taxing that goes along with that happening. Or you want to go bare bones and there, there, there is no floor. There is no cap floor in Major League Baseball. You can do it both ways. This cre cre creates, uh, you know, class divisions. You know who has a chance to win. You're aspiring to different things. All of that. I say, let's lean into it. Now that you're a bottom feeder, Hench, getting <laughs> still into the Yankees and all that, and they're going to be in contention. Let's see if the three of us, let's pick which team is going to be relegated and let's bet on it. Let, I mean, they're not going to actually relegate them, unfortunately, spoiler alert, but in our world, at least let's pretend that there are stakes to be in the red legs or the buckos or the nationals or the other, the tie, the other bum teams in major league baseball. Let's see and bet on who's going to be the worst of the worst and would be relegated in Ted Lasso's world. All right. I want to think about that, but now you hedge go. Goat and go to the week. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Ooh, have I got something for you. Your very first bet with Caesar Sportsbook. It's on Caesars. Just sign up with the promo code Omaha Full. The word Omaha and the word full side by side. Then place your first bet. If you win, great. You keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, you'll still receive your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over offer. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled. As a loss, maximum bet credit is $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans, Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-327. 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. Offer not available in Massachusetts, Maryland, and Ohio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, Mike, well, I did my Haslam family. I got to say, you know, opening day, Major League Baseball, opening day, indictment season. Um, Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays, right out of the gate, shut out. Shut out. Yeah. You talk about big budgets, low budgets, relegation contenders like, yeah, Rays not going to spend any money, going to be in contention. Uh, McClanahan pitches six shutout innings. Three relievers come in. Boom, boom, boom. Three more blanks. You know, and it's like it's like, you know, how do they do it? It never stops. They're all it really is. We, you're, you're exactly right. We do not talk. Uh, by the way, we did extra points earlier today on Thursday, and I, I said the same thing. Like, we don't talk enough as a society. That is exactly right. We're resentful of the Rays because they play in that bum dome, and we would like to celebrate them, but who wants to watch games in that weird place? It feels unpleasant just on your TV. Shame the devil that you would ever go to a Devil Rays home game. Move that team or get them outside. But as a side note, Hench, on opening day, I was reminded of uh, among the bizarre injuries that high end athletes suffer sometimes that normal people never would like the old uh, um, Rockies uh, shortstop who hurt his back carrying seafood up his stairs and Bob Ojeda cut off the tip of his finger doing gardening and it It was uh, Cliff. uh, What's his name? Barnes, right? Clint Barnes. Clint Barmas, Clint Barmas. I should know that Barmas. since he played for the Buckets. Well, you know, point. Wade Boggs, you know, it was his, it was it was allegedly like putting on a boot or taking off his boot, but it was also right around the 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 time of uh what was her name? Oh, not not uh not Marlo Thomas. Uh the names all fade, but uh he was he was dragged for his his side piece, but he also got injured in that period. Oh, no. uh, well, you know, then it, it started me thinking about like the funniest ones, like you could have played if that injury, if you didn't injure that part. When John Tudor of the Cardinals punched an oscillating fan during the World Series, like use your glove hand, man, and you can still pitch. You know, you have to use the pitching hand for that. Right. So now you're done for the rest of the series. The best one was when Vince Coleman the fastest man in baseball, stealing bases every which way. He got run over by the rain tarp at the stadium that had to be moving 0.2 miles an hour. That, I mean, how did it catch you? How did it get you? I like nobody. Nobody was like, look out, man. It's nobody in the stadium warming up an hour and a half before the game saw the thing, the slow motion accident moving ironically at the fastest guy on the field. That's a, that's a great injury. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I derailed you there. No, I don't no, no. I where was, we you know, left I'm just off. saying. I'm just saying. Uh, oh no, yeah, the Rays. You're praising no the Rays. Yeah. That the Rays, the Rays are one and zero with a zero point zero zero team ERA every you know every year. It's crazy. Uh, while the while the Red Sox are are trotting Ryan Brazier to the bump to get shelled for the fourth consecutive year. 
Uh, it's maddening. And of course, we brought in Hyam Bloom to go, hey, let's do it the Rays way. But so he's like, oh, we're going to get cheap, crappy guys, but they suck. It's like, that's the difference. Like, I don't know how they always, they always find the the guys who are about to have career seasons down there in Tampa and nobody watches and nobody cares, but it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Nonetheless, they deserve a fan base. Right. Everybody, America's apathetic about them, but I'm going to say something vaguely nice about the Red Sox, which is this. I think they've achieved enough this millennium that they now are in that group of not teams that I like, but the Yankees, you know, baseball is better when the Yankees are good. College football is good when Notre Dame is good with the teams, all the teams spaghetti roots for basically all the, all yeah, the exactly like, no. like, uh, uh, but the, like, the, like, just like this year's, uh, like this year's final four. Duke, UNC, Kentucky, and Kansas. Cowboys. It's just better when the Cowboys are relevant in pro football. And, you know, the I think the Knickerbockers, Lakers, and and uh, Celts are all in that category. I think the Red Sox now belong in that. It's kind of a bummer. Who wants the Yankees and Red Sox, who are going to be subjected to on TV one way or the other, who wants the Red Sox to stink? Not I. That's uh, that's my, uh, my olive Too branch. late. Too late. <laughs> did you did you see what the Rays did today um, at their field? No, they unveiled a 2022 wild card banner at the Trop. Um, that was the series they were swept two zero, <laughs> and they only scored one run in those two games. So pretty bad. Don't people have any dignity? Yeah, you know? that's ridiculous. That's that's, that's Wait, an the Yankees don't put a wild card losing pennants out in center field. That doesn't make it to Yankee Stadium. <laughs> well, their spaghetti take somebody out of there. What's that thing they have in the outfield? Their museum right in the outfield. Seems like there's some guys that they would like to take back, right? Oh, where uh, Mon- Monument Park, where all the uh, the yeah, Monument are Park with other names. I mean, there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of retired numbers, um, but it's it's special. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people go to the stadium on like non game days just to get like tours and see all that. Um, I'm guilty of doing that. Hey, Hench, who is random question? Mariano Rivera is out there in, in the monument field. And he is, you know, rightly iconic among Yanks fans. Has sports. I was just thinking about I saw a picture of Mariano Rivera this morning and was thinking about this. Is he the most one dimensionally dominant athlete that we've seen? As in, he threw one pitch over and over and over again for his entire career, and for the most part, save Luis Gonzalez in that big spot in uh, Phoenix. I mean, he got everybody. Has anybody ever been like, well, why would I need to improve any other thing that I do? Like Shaq, like on the block? It's a great question because that would be a great list. First, you would have to determine you would have to say these are the one-dimensional athletes. So then you'd have like Morton Anderson. Like this is like this is his one dimension, you know, like you. Right. I mean, I like specialty, like, well, your thing is you got to kick it. So what are you going to do? Like you're going to kick it or you're going to kick it. So we rule out that guy. But but I don't think there's anything as one dimensional as a guy who only gets these three outs and only throws one pitch. Like there's nothing as one dimensional. Well, why does he only throw one pitch? Nobody can square it up. So, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, they're they're. You know, like Trace Armstrong and Fred Dean, like there've been, yeah, right, Greg Townsend, like there've been guys who just 
they're, they have one move and they get to the quarterback, but they come in on third down. It's all they do. They don't stop the run. They come in on third and 11. They get to the quarterback. But I don't think anyone's ever been as one dimensional as Mariano Rivera and and straight to the Hall of Fame with the, the highest vote ever. Uh, you know, it, it I'm just, trying to think Rudy Gobert. It would maybe be like Mark Eaton from the Utah Jazz. Like it wasn't as though he scored. And I don't even recall him being an especially adept rebounder. He was just in there to block shots. That's all he would do because he was hey, seven foot here's four. Here's a at the wild time. Uh, uh, diversion, but th- there's something going on that only I would know because I do these crazy deep dives. But, but like the blocked shot is going away in the NBA. It's so mm. uh, so. Derek White averages more block shots per game than Bam Adebayo. That kind of stunned me. Then I started hmm. looking deeper. Kyrie Irving more block shots per game than Giannis Antetokounmpo. What? Swear to God. Swear to God. Then I looked at Gobert. Gobert's at 1.4 a game. He's He's been over two for eight straight seasons. So I think the what's happened is everybody's jacking from 30 all night. Like nobody, nobody challenges, nobody takes the ball at Giannis. Nobody takes the ball at Gobert. So like Derek White and Kyrie are blocking jumpers, but literally no one's taking a contested shot in the lane because it's the worst shot you can take. You see it every night. This guy gets almost to the rim and then kicks it out 25 feet for that shot, which mathematically is a better shot because you get three points for it. But it's like, if you look at the the block shot standings, it'll just blow your mind. Like they, people don't block shots anymore. That's an interesting observation. That sounds accurate. Your reason behind it is, and by the way, I'm I'm I think the very early returns on this, uh, I, something else I said on extra points, but I'll repeat is um, those big bases. I think we are undervaluing in fantasy, in broad gambling, and otherwise season totals and all of that. Everybody who can run is going to swipe way more bags than I think we're calculating, right? I don't know that the bookmakers have properly adjusted those totals because every play since I started watching baseball, when you attempt to steal second base, it's not like you get a guy by two strides. It's always bang, bang. Whoa, how did they see that? Oh, okay, I see in the replay. They did get him there. What's the likelihood that that every guy who tries to run ain't going to have 10 extra bags this year, right? I don't know. You'll have to tell me in October. That's the next time I'm going to watch baseball. (laughs) That's right, though, isn't it, Spaghetti? Have you noticed, have you observed season to season? I got to go and do my research and see if that's that's accurate. I wonder if the bookmakers, if there's great value right now for the first couple of months at least, like Sal said, in in betting overs in 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 terms of stolen bases because it it does seem like the bookmakers are going to be a little shy about totally inflating that. Yeah, uh, I, I I mean I, I think stolen base numbers will be up because you got to think number one you, like you said the, the bigger bases obviously with the pit the pitch clock they have to get the ball to the mound they can't be staring at the runner for constantly so they're going to go. Um, but I, I think also teams. Like uh, you, the Yankees are a power hitting teams. They don't rely on stolen bases, but I still think the league, the baseball has a good mix of teams that are more uh, inclined to steal bases, play defense, bunt, uh, move the runner over like that way. So, um, you know, Jim Piacenti did say it on AEO. Sal mentioned this, that, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, an increase this year. So I do think we'll see a little bit of a resurgence. 
Well, that is interesting. But I mean, I think a lot. I, yeah. I, I like. I don't think it's going to be like, well, see, it worked out because there were some more. So I think it's going to be like, oh my god, what have we done? This is well, this like, is too much. Joey Bosa timing the snap counts, timing the the you know that play clock. Right? You're like, Joe, you got to snap. I know you got to snap it at zero, so I can go. Um, they're going to be base stealers who are looking at the pitch clock. Right? I'm, yeah, I'm just going to go because I know he's got to go home. It's going to be, all right. it is going to be very weird. You're right. I didn't even think about that part of it. They, yeah, they're going to be able to stare. Is it over if you're on first base? Is there, are there two pitch clocks on the field or is there just the one to the left of home, behind home plate? Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's something to watch and track and uh, maybe get in on, but I suspect that it'll go away quickly if there is a, a betting advantage. For it. Spaghetti, go ahead. Give us that. And we got to do our best bets here. Uh, your goat and goats of the week. I'm going to go right back into the NFL owners the conversation there. So they're going to get my bad goat of the week. And it's, you know, I, I the league will never do this. They'll never admit fault. They'll never come clean about stuff, which is super frustrating. But they know we're going to watch anyway. So like you guys talked about before, the number zero thing and, the, and the, the the Thursday night football schedule flexing like that kind of took the headlines, but was buried in the owners meeting stuff was that it was brought up to the table. Hey, do we want to vote? Yes. On allowing hits on the quarterback, unnecessary roughness that to be reviewed and the league said no, of course. So, I mean, I already know in a few months from now, it'll be, you know, week one, the Sunday night game. And, you know, we're going to get a text from Hench and I'm going to respond in agreement that that hit on the quarterback that was barely a hit that was flagged for. And then they end up scoring, change the entire game. It's going to happen week in, week out. And again, it just goes back to the league wanting to protect quarterbacks. And like you said, check, they want to make money. And that's the way to make money is by having high scoring fun games with uh, very notable named quarterbacks. I understand that, but I don't understand what the problem is with at least having it to be able to be reviewed because if you're a lot like there's, there's challenge flags already. Um, Some stuff in the league is reviewable already. But yet it's still up to the discretion of the crew to even, you know, number one, flag the play, number two, uh, overturn it. So I just don't understand. Like if the league wants to save the quarterbacks, you could still say the, the plays are reviewable, but some of them won't be brought to review or overturned anyway. So um, it's just a slap in the face. And they try to make us feel dumb by going, well, look, you're not going to you're going to complain about the games. But at least your your favorite player who has changed his jersey number three times the last three seasons, he gets to uh, wear number zero. Like I'm just uh, I'm, I'm upset by that. But uh, I knew that it was going to end up coming to this anyway. I don't I, the the issue is and and I know that's like that sort of simpleton kind of cynicism that I rail against all the time, but it happens to be true that billionaires like to make money, you know, from the outside. I, I, I continue to this day, like how much money do you need, man? Like if it, Hey, Lamar Jackson, you and the family would have gotten by for at least the next five generations on 130 million guaranteed, right? Like it, it's, it's an ego thing on some level and where you stack up with the Joneses. I get all that. The, the refusal at the ownership level to improve the officiating or or to try and stop officiating from determining outcomes of games big and small like what's their thought like now we can't have that no i don't i we no no no, no. we're there's just not there's just not enough of a movement to uh to make roughing the passer reviewable what i there i don't know is there some money 
that they would lose from doing that? Would it extend games? Is that the legitimate fear? Because well, you hear that jive as a reason, but it doesn't hold water. The, the quarterback is the league, is the face of your I franchise. Guess, yeah. And so keep that halo around him. Don't, you know, don't let any defender know that they can get away even with a clean hit. Like basically ha- what we've seen more and more the last two years basically have guys pulling up when the quarterback still has the ball, right? We've seen it over and over again, where when we were growing up, this was a free shot. Even if he was, even if he didn't have the ball, you're close enough to light the quarterback up. Now we see it. Like if a guy pump fakes, you're like, Oh, well, gosh, you better not touch him. So look, I mean, the way we watch football, the way we love football, and then you watch the way the owners run their league, you really go like, do you watch football? Do you like it? Are you a fan? Because this is terrible. That being a 15-yard penalty is terrible. I think you're right. I think uh, you're, you're, the first chunk is, is accurate. They prob- they, the outsized importance of the franchise QB and all of that. I th- that probably is what it comes back to, is that they see ratings that when Cooper Rush is in there, Cowboys broadcasts don't perform as well as when Dak Prescott's in there. I bet uh, that probably is something to that. Um, all right. Go, oh, go ahead. Spoon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I and my good goat. Uh, my good goat. I'm I'm going to repeat what I did last week because it, it was a good luck charm and it worked. My BU Terriers, um, I gave them as my good goat because they beat Western Michigan in the first round. I wish them good luck versus Cornell in the second round. They did. They beat Cornell. They advanced the, the Frozen Four. Um, it, the game is down in Tampa Bay, hockey hotbed, uh, April 6th. They're playing Minnesota. It's going to be a really, really tough game, but uh, I, I like this BU squad. Uh, first year coach, Jay Pandolfo. Um, was part of those uh, those early uh, 2000s devil scenes that we're talking about last week. And um, it's just a great job there. And obviously Quinnipiac um, is, is taking on Michigan. So it'll be a great, you know, you have some four really good hockey schools in this Frozen Four. So wish them Terriers good luck. And hopefully uh, me saying this brings that uh, a title to the team. By the way, I, I know hockey, we, we don't go too deep on all. Well, some of the time we do. Man. I got to tell you, if you ain't been watching the Campbell Conference just in time, is really getting good. Now, all of a sudden, you can buy the Minnesota Wild getting through the conference in the playoffs. They're real good. I still don't buy the Knights. I just refuse to embrace them spiritually. They're still too new. Same for you, Kraken. Obviously, I don't think you're a cup contender. The Avs and the Oilers. Man, the Oilers, maybe this, this is finally the year that they're going to break through. Goaltending is... A monster issue, which is funny because two months after I said, aren't they guy, aren't these guys mostly interchangeable? Don't let in the softies and your team's going to be all right. You don't have to be spectacular um, in 2023, given the large pads. But now it feels like the big difference with your two teams benefiting. I don't know about Ulmark. He hasn't done it yet. Shesterkin feels like it gives the rags a nice advantage going into these. Whose goaltender are you excited about? in the Wales conference. But if you haven't been staying up a little bit later to watch the wild and the abs, like I say, in the Oilers, you're doing yourself a disservice. A lot of good puck. Even the LA Kings are pretty good. I don't know that they have what it takes to win three rounds and get to the final, but I bet you they can give any I, of those I just teams feel trouble. like the avalanche did it exactly right. You take I think so. A, you take a half a season off. You re- you basically rest and then you just make sure you're peaking at the right time. It, I just don't see anyone in that, in that, uh, conference beating them four times and so uh you know bruins uh avalanche maybe the lightning though i they talk about who's way under the radar somehow 
hockey, the hockey world has decided to sleep on the lightning, despite what they've done the last half decade or so. Um, I think they're well positioned too. nobody talks about them at all. I would not be surprised if they knock off the Leafs um, once again when they hook up there. So that's that's fun stuff. And the other one, too, to get in, because you made a bold prediction as a Celtics fan that the Celts are going to lose in the first round. I now think the West is fascinating because I think the Suns are the best team. They're going to be the fourth seed. And I think the Lakers are going to be at the bottom of the barrel. And I, I, I bet you that the Lakers I here's a prediction in, in, in the gambling world. If the Lakers are the eighth seed, there will be more bets in favor of them than the one seed. True. People, people are desperate to see the Lakers be relevant. And I think they'll be favored to, to win in the first. You round. think the Lakers will be minus against the Nuggets? Like they'll maybe be- they won't be. Maybe, I'm sorry. Take it back. There will be more action on the Lakers. Okay. Well, They're not going to be favored yeah. to win, but yeah. there, I mean, but it there won't, will be. It won't obviously feel like a one eight matchup. Um, and it, you know, because the Lakers did it, the Lakers did it pretty right too. You just have to, to get in and time and, it right and, and time it right. Um, it's the gremlins effect. It's he's the Mogwai's cute. That's what the Lakers are. Ha ha. They're so silly. AD's no good. And LeBron is old and Russell Westbrook is a bum and all of that. Then they transform. They move some things around and people dumped water on them just in time. The clock's about to strike midnight on all you phony teams. You're about to deal with the monster version of the Mogwai. All right. Uh, I saw still, that movie, I right? I still don't think they're very good, but, um, nobody else guys, is in the West. You guys laughed when I, uh, at my, my Florida Atlantic Quinnipiac parlay before both those tournaments uh, <laughs> looking pretty good, man. It's very exciting. I, uh, I, I guess we should pick a winner in the final four. Let's do it. Let's get into our best bets here. Spaghetti's all wrapped up with his goat and goats. Let's get into it here. We need to pick a baseball team who's going to finish in last place. Let's get a little action there between the three of us. In fact, I'll tell you mine right now. If nobody wants to claim them, we're also doing on extra points the race to 10 losses. Which team will lose 10 losses with 10 games the most quickly in Major League Baseball? That's one bet over on extra points. Here we're going season long, and I will go with the same team I went with on that one, the Washington Nationals. Things set up very poorly. Was that who you're going to take? Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Okay, we all give them to you. I'm a gentleman. You can have them because I'll take the Rockies then. Okay. Although Sal pointed out to me, I didn't notice it was that big a difference between your divisional matchups and out now. It's it's 24 games difference that if you were if you happen to be in the AL East, you were you were up against it with the Jays and the Rays and the Yanks and everything. Else. But the Rockies benefit from this, the bottom feeders of the NL West, because now you don't have to play the Padres and Dodgers nearly as much as you did just a year ago. But I'll still take the Rockies. They're another bum team. Okay. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I'm, th- I'm going to throw in with the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, this season they are their 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 third highest paid player is Ken Griffey Jr. Um, their oh, owner, right. their owner has come out and basically like bragged about being like you know poor uh, and not being able to go after players and and and, and kind of blame like the, the structure of the league. When your owner's doing that, you don't want to win. Um, they sold off any good players they have. Uh, I, I think they are in the mix, the mix to have the absolute worst record. And I think they'll also be in the mix to be there. You know, the race to 10 losses, they'll be in the mix for that as well. That would be bad to be broke and paying Ken Griffey Jr. 8.6 million. 
that you don't. <laughs> wow. It really is funny how like the owners more and more. And it, it also has the stamp of approval, essentially, from Manfred and, and the commissioner's office. Like, we're not going to, you know, obviously we're leaning into the good teams, the big brands and like. You want to spend $40 million and embarrass yourself and just to announce to your fan base, we're not trying athletics and buckos and all those teams like, ah, you know, you can deal with that. It's, but it's crazy. I, I, I mean, if it's a business investment, I just can't imagine if, if I was worth $20 billion that I would want a professional sports team as an investment, right? It's, it feels like in our, in our minds of fan in the fantasy world, like, you shouldn't be allowed. There should be. We always talk about at the Super Bowl, there should be a quiz to get in. You should have to prove that you actually know and care about football to be able to attend the Super Bowl live. Same should be with being an owner in sports. If this is an investment for you, then you don't stack up, friend, for all your money and power. You don't got what it takes, which is a knowledge of the 1978 roster of the team you're about to to buy. You know, if you can't answer some basic questions about your team, then you're out, friend. And that goes, you know what? What's his name who's about to buy DC Bezos? I don't let he could be the richest man on the planet, but if he don't know uh if he can't take off for me the three quarterbacks who Joe Gibbs um coached to Super Bowl success in the 80s, then you're out, man. That or yeah. they, you know, that like I think that's the you, sort of level. You don't think Bezos has a favorite hog? How about this, Bezos? Tell me one of the three. Now, you know what? Two of the three. You got you to gotta be able to name two of the three Washington QBs who won the Super Bowl under Joe Gibbs, or you're out. I mean, that, like that's that should be part of the quiz. And I'm not jiving. I know it never will be, but it certainly should be in a better world. All right. That would be a fun uh, uh, owner jeopardy. Just oh, would that be trivia. great? Football trivia, they would all just be catastrophically terrible. Jason and Travis Kelsey, uh, I I haven't watched it yet, but apparently Travis tries to name all the owners in the owner, I mean, in the uh, coach's picture, tries to name all the head coaches of the NFL. Let's do it the other way, ownership level. Tell us something about this sport. Uh, You own one one thirty second of. You better know something about this, friend, or you're out. I love this idea. Let's do this. Okay, All let's right. give our best bets here. Okay, real quick. So I'll go, uh, and again, having gotten every single thing wrong every step of the way, mm. uh, I will continue that trend with Miami in a mild upset over Connecticut, San Diego State in a non-upset over Florida Atlantic, and then Miami uh, to win it all. Um, tell me how it turns out. I doubt I'll be able to watch. Um, I was going to ask you, would you rather watch, would you watch that or WrestleMania? And my guess is you, uh, you won't watch either one. No, I would watch basketball. I'd watch a a high school basketball game before I, or roadhouse. Hinge is also, also is also above ironic uh, humor. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like to watch. Who has that kind of time for irony? Uh, and then, cause you threw it out. I don't know. It was a tweet or something, but like, I thought I just, I had three over under win totals, um, oh, great. Yeah. I was going to ask you about your you team. Know, Go ahead. Because, uh, I just, I just ran down the list and it's always so funny how Vegas is exactly where you are. You think, you know, something you're like, yeah, Vegas knows they, they, they're, they're every number is really diabolical, but just about, just about most of, yeah. but there are some ones that really well, surprise. I would say, so I would say I just do our three teams. So Steelers eight and a half. You watch that Steeler team last season. You say, which which direction are they trending? 
That team's trending up. That team's going to go over eight and a half. You watch the Giants. You say With, that team. But without trending. a doubt, without a, I mean, eight and a half really feels feels weird to me that it's that yeah. low. And, and then you watch the Giants in that playoff game. You're like, they're trending in the right direction. Eight and a half. They're going to win. They're going to win 10 games on, on my end of it. The Patriots seven and a half. And you go, where, where are these wins coming from? You look at that division. Where are these wins coming from? They, the, the, you, they play the toughest division in the other conference. The Patriots could have a 10 game stretch where every game is against a team that Vegas thinks is going to win over eight and a half games. So I don't see where the Patriots eight wins is going to come from under seven and a half on the Patriots. And we'll update these as, as things evolve. But right now, end of March, your two guys' teams are going over their number. My team for the second year in a row going under. Listen, I'm not trying to get your goat. I agree with you. And the other thing I said to Eddie Spaghetti at the end of the last episode is they should be going after Lamar Jackson. Uh, the, the, of all the teams I can think of, by the way, given the personnel that's in the building right now, who's better suited to take on Lamar Jackson and have some success immediately than the Patriots, given the way they've loaded up at the offensive line and the tight end and otherwise. I mean, that that is a good fit as far as I'm concerned. Um the Steelers one, I I I really think is is um, uh, you know knock on wood and everything, but they won nine games with Kenny Pickett as a rookie, and T.J. Watt was out half the year. I don't understand it, it, it where where that would be. I the Patriots, I really do think, are in some jeopardy if they don't do something splashy and surprising here. Because who, which of those three teams would you rightly say they're going to finish ahead of next year? No the way. Jets, if the Jets have Aaron Rodgers on their team. I, it, I I agree with you. They're tracking in the wrong right. direction. I, I'm a, I'm excited to listen to this podcast later to hear your picks, but I'm leaving now. Okay. Have a great time. There he goes. The great Kevin Hench. He can only spare so much time. He's an important, important member of the Hollywood community, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm not, but I say we wrap it up here because we've, we've uh, flapped our gums long enough. Save. Let's get in our best bets for the weekend. I'm with Hench. I'm with uh, Dave Damashek from the Extra Points podcast earlier today. My favorite play of the two final four games is the Canes plus five and a half. My logic, once again, is pretty simple. It's not about the specific matchup uh, besides Omir, who I uh, apparently, um, if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, would seem to be maybe having a fling with on the side how much I praise him. I just think he's a hard handle um, for the student athletes that he's going up against. But more, just looking at at my 30-some years of watching this tournament. Nobody just obliterates everybody they play on their way to the national title. You get a really tough test somewhere. You're going to get challenged. UConn has breezed. It's weird how much as a four seed. That's the talk about something else society hasn't talked enough about. Is there were some some smarts who were like, UConn is going to make a run here. But like, who could have foreseen them as a four seed annihilating everybody? They guys got to catch up with them at some point. So I'm going to say the Canes are the ones to do it. Um, plus five and a half Canes. And yeah, I go San Diego State. Why? Because I don't know anything about the flapper danks of FAU. How could I possibly pick them? So yes, I'll go San Diego State against, uh, I guess, the U in the final. One for the ages, that's for sure. Spaghetti. And now a quick break. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want a battle of Florida. I want I want FAU versus Miami. Um, I'm rooting for that. I, I, I like the Hurricanes plus five and a half. Um, I talked to our pal, Ken Brown, who went to the U. I almost actually went to the U myself. It was a number Did two you? choice. Yeah, uh, very close to going there. But uh, I talked to him a bit, and he he seems to be pretty confident. He knows his stuff. And FAU, I have a soft spot for them. My brother tried to walk on and play football there, been to the campus, very close to our place in Florida. Um, and I you know, just listened to Sal talk about it before an EP, which credit to Sal for uh, finding a way to break down and understand this FAU team, which nobody was paying attention to. But it would be a great story to have uh, you know, a Boca Raton team versus uh, the Miami team. Uh, you know, the Battle of South Florida, I want that. So I want to take the Owls. Plus the three and the and the Canes plus the five and a half. The other best bets. Uh, I want to get on the NFL division odds and I want to get on the, the the totals. This is like the most no dust statement ever. But you know it's March thirtieth. I know we still but have. There's the, some we, that are fun. They definitely, and you get your you get a better price, obviously. As and then once the the rosters fill out, then then the odds change. But to me, it's just like we're not even at like. Rodgers and Lamar Jackson have not switched teams yet. We haven't seen the draft yet. We haven't seen the notable camp cuts yet. So I can talk about my team relatively confidently, the Giants. And I think eight and a half is a low-ish number. But then when you look at their opponents, and obviously that changes um, from year to year, like it's uh, it's not an easy schedule. I mean, obviously you have the Cowboys and Eagles twice. You have the the Seahawks again. You have uh, the 49ers. You have the Bills. You have the, the Saints, who should be the NFC South winner unless something drastic happens. Um, even the Ravens. I think will be a little bit better than with, uh, you know, so it's it's just a tough thing. I'll, I'll say the over if I want to comment on one, but that's a tough one. But anyway, my real my real best bets. Um, it's opening day. Let's get some baseball bets out there. I'm stealing this one from Parlay Kid, I, which I, I love this pick. Uh, Anthony Volpe. AL Rookie of the Year. He got it at plus 450. Uh, I, I think, you know, he's playing shortstop, so he gets to flash the glove a lot. Obviously, the Yankees will be a lot of prime time, you know, national ESPN games. I think that'll help his case. And uh, he was just, he was raking the ball in, in spring training. So I love that a lot. Um, I am going to take the Yankees to win the World Series. I picked them last year. This year, you can get them right now at plus 750. I just love the depth of this team. Like, their pitching staff, like, they have, like, seven capable guys. And a lot of them are injured right now with Rodon and, and Severino Amantas on the uh, the injured list but like they just they're just so deep with Herman and Schmidt and Nestor Cortez and obviously Garrett Cole today had an awesome outing if Garrett Cole is pitching like that like a Cy Young level Garrett Cole the Yankees will be a problem and then the best thing and they by did the way a- as I've said a million times about this this is where it reveals itself the like 
if you're the Pirates, even if you sign Brian Reynolds, who they're trying to figure it out with, and it's unclear if, if that's going to happen, you know, at, at some point in the next few days, or if it's just going to go through the season and maybe they'll end up trading him away. But where it reveals itself more than anything else, other than, hey, we spent big to keep this guy who the generation loves. Joe Maurer in Minnesota, the Bucks could have tried to keep Andrew McCutcheon, you know, now he's finally back. But where you really see it is with the depth in pitching that you guys get like that. The good teams have like six or seven viable starters when the bad teams have like, cause they just can't spend It's It's like an offensive line kind of a equation. If you can run six or seven deep, obviously you have a huge advantage. The bum teams have like maybe one or two good pitchers. I, 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 that's the place where it always vexes me most when it's like, Oh, Severino's hurt. Oh yeah. 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 Don't worry though. We got a, we got a better pitcher waiting in the wings. Who's better than anybody. The athletics or the buckos have this year. But anyway, continue. And, and that's the name of the game. That's the reason why I, I love know. the Yankees this year. It's it's uh the it's the depth. It's the pitching depth. It's the bullpen depth. They may not have the high end bullpen guys like they used to, but it's it's there. Like, but just every position, like Jose Trevino, their catcher, all star last year, and they have Higgy, who was on Team USA, backup catcher. They're they're no longer relying uh on guys like you know Aaron Hicks or Isaiah Kiner Falefa. They're now in these kind of reserve roles and they could plug them in when they need to because they're actually gonna go to the younger guys. Hopefully we see more of, uh, you know, Esteban Florial. And obviously I said Volpe's now starting. So that's great. And they have Oswaldo Cabrera in the bench too. Like the depth is just so important in this long, long 162 game season. So uh, I'm a fan of that. Obviously DJ LeMay, you the machines healthy again, which is a big one. And it, you know, if, if the offense is there for Josh Donaldson, they don't really have any holes in the lineup. And I'm just very excited for this team. Who's like, kind of flying under the radar. The judge news was the biggest news in sports. while it lasted. And then, even in New York sports, like with the Rangers being great and the Islanders going to make the playoffs. And then you have the, you know, the Knicks being great, but you know, the jets on the, the cost of Aaron Rodgers, the giants with the, the, the Daniel Jones and Saquon off season and making the playoffs. Like people kind of forgot about the Yankees for a bit. And the Mets made a ton of moves too. I like the Yankees kind of flying under the radar. So my last bet with them is the over on uh, 94 wins. It's uh it's 10 uh, was a plus a hundred. I love that. I think this team, like I said, the depth is what matters in a long season. They have the star power. And uh, I just, I think the other, the main reason is the clock is ticking on Cashman and this kind of iteration, this era of these Yankee teams. And I think they will be very, very aggressive in the deadlines if they need to, to fill up a spot because Cashman knows the seat's hot for him. And there's been a lot of pressure on the ownership. You know, obviously once George is, is passed, they want to see a championship. They want to see a ring. And, you know, Judge is now the captain. He's not getting any younger. Stan's getting up there in age. Cole's getting up there in age. You've got to get a championship. So I think this is a, a good team to bet on because they will go, you know, all chips in the middle of the table to, to win. And so I, I like that aspect, too. That makes sense. I, I, I say Juan Soto for the NL MVP in a no-duh kind of bet. But those guys uh, in, in a contract year, understand that they're in a contract year and whether you like that or not, they do tend to play a little bit better in that situation. Same goes for a GM. Good logic there. Um, last couple of things. I'll give a, a win total that I, I believe me. I do. I, I don't think the pirates are going to the playoffs or anything, but their win total is very low. The lowest out there. If I saw it correctly is the nationals at 59 and another team is down there at 59. Still the Buccos are forgive me while I'm just trying to get provide it to you. The Red Sox are 77 and a half bucks, 68. 
So they're not expected to be as bad as the very worst in baseball this year. I still think that number is a little too low for them. If you consider what they have, I'm not going to belabor for people, the the Pirates uh, batting lineup, but if the, the pitching couple of interesting pieces there in the starting rotation, but they legitimately flesh out about half of a decent, um, uh, you know, semi-scary order if O'Neill Cruz as the as the anchor of that can come through and deliver on the level that um, that people expect him to. Um, so, OK, Spaghetti, you are in on I took the Tigers have sixty nine and a half. Um, the. Uh, I'm just trying to give you these real quick. Nationals, fifty nine. You took the red sixty six is there over under. And the Rockies are mine at 66. It's the disgrace race, the race to the bottom. Who will get relegated? Well, we'll keep track of it all season long for you. Um, And, of course, enjoy the Final Four if that's your thing. Enjoy WrestleMania if that's your thing. Hockey, pro basketball, baseball, draft in the NFL is nigh. It's all happening, everybody. We appreciate you listening as ever. We'll be back on the other side of the sports weekend to help break it down for you. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.